0: Our first reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord to display his glory, They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels, For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Our New Testament reading is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. Let us listen together for the word of God. and truth. this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God there is a beautiful carol that sets a different tone from the type of carol we normally sing this time of year while our more traditional carols help us to remember the herald angels who sang that glorious song of old about the little Lord Jesus, away in a manger, on a midnight clear, during a silent and holy night. The carol in the bleak midwinter sets quite a different tone. Maybe you have heard the words. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone snow had fallen snow on snow snow on snow in the bleak midwinter long long ago like it or not that carol pretty much sets the scene for what we have already experienced this winter november snowfalls and december ice storms are upon us it's always a bit of an adjustment frosty moaning wind frozen earth bleakness snow on snow, and yes, more snow on snow. In other words, winter's long shadows are already upon us. And once we're in the midst of winter, it seems like a very long time before it begins to lose its icy grip. The year between college and seminary, I experienced winter's long shadows in a way I had never known before. I worked in Yellowstone National Park for the winter season, which begins in the middle of December and continues through the middle of March. Old Faithful is the only part of the park open in the winter, and it is an amazing paradise for cross-country skiers, snowmobilers, and snowshoers. The winter I spent there, I volunteered with an organization called A Christian Ministry in the National Parks and my responsibilities were to offer worship services to park visitors and employees. I also had a job as a hostess at Snow Lodge. On my days off, I eagerly took advantage of exploring that winter wonderland on skis, as well as doing a little winter camping on the shores of Lake Yellowstone. One day, I had to attend a meeting for a Christian ministry in the national parks in Montana and the only way to get there was to take a snowmobile over the hard ice packed trails which led out of the park. A friend and I went to the meeting. And afterwards, when we were ready to head back to the park, it was nighttime. There are no lights in Yellowstone other than the moon and the stars. And along with the total darkness, it was also bitterly cold. The gloves I was wearing could not keep the cold from numbing my fingers. And to make matters worse, we were about to run out of gas. And in the winter, inside the park, with only the Old Faithful area open, our options to find gas were extremely limited. Truly in the nick of time, we found a ranger station and were able to get our much needed gas. Before we got back to Old Faithful, we decided to do a little exploring on foot around a small geyser basin. It was a beautiful, clear, moonlit night. It should have felt so peaceful, yet I was terrified. You would think being in the middle of nowhere with not a soul within miles and miles, there would be nothing to be afraid of. But the moonlight exaggerated the hot steam from the geysers so that the steam danced about and cast such long, eerie, ghost-like shadows on the snow that I was completely spooked. My fear grew and I began to feel panicky. I actually could not wait to get out of there and practically ran back to my source of connection to what little civilization there was at the time, that snowmobile. Long shadows can get the best of us anytime and anywhere. And not just those in the winter, but those that can beset us at any given moment. Dark times we experience when we lose confidence in our abilities, or discover we have a serious illness, or suffer the loss of a loved one, have a falling out with a friend, find out a child is in trouble, suddenly lose our job, times when the shadows stretch farther and farther across the surface of our lives, often getting the best of us. That is why Christmas is so important. It reminds us that the light of God has come into this world to pierce the darkness once and for all, the light that helps dissipate those shadows which often overwhelm us. The Gospel of John reminds us of this light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The, darkness shi- the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There are so many times when darkness seems to overtake us, but thank God for the light of this holy season. Think for a moment of the people of the Old Testament. While they believed in a God who had done marvelous things, they also believed in a God who they thought demanded vengeance, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Their God was a righteous judge who could bring his wrath down upon their heads at a moment's notice. Imagine the ray of light that Jesus' teachings about God shed on their understanding, the good news that God is love, not a harsh judge. We learn from this light that God offers us forgiveness and a second chance, that God is slow to anger and generous in mercy. So many shadows of misunderstanding slowly began to disappear with the light that Christ brought to the hidden corners of people's lives. Our souls also know and experience darkness. A friend of mine lost her husband when he was in his 50s. He was an ordained minister and a dean of a seminary. Theirs was a household of great faith, But my friend remembered so clearly the shadows that enveloped her at the time, causing her to wonder, where is God in all this? I just don't feel God's presence. But slowly, even when she wasn't aware of it, the light of God's love broke through the shadow of death she was experiencing. And now when she looks back, she is able to say, now I know God was holding me so close I didn't realize it. The darkness might seem so black that nothing can penetrate it, but the ultimate truth is nothing can keep God's love from us. This holy season is the time when we realize once again that the light of God's love shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. As we take this time of year to appreciate God's love in light of winter's shadows, to remember what God has done for us. It is also a time to stop and think about what we can do for God, the part we have in sharing God's light with those around us. What little bit of the light of God's love will you and I allow to shine forth through our actions as Christmastide? It doesn't have to be anything big or grandiose. It can shine forth quietly and silently like God's wondrous gift to us. Watching the constant stream of distressing news today can leave us feeling despondent and anxious and with little hope for the future. So many news stories seem to be tragic, and the answers to the world's problems are complicated and often beyond our control. It makes it so hard to remember and trust that in reality deep down inside we know that the good outweighs the bad. Humanity is mostly loving and kind, and the light is still shining brightly. To remind me of this, I subscribe to an e-newsletter called The Daily Good, which is filled with inspiring stories of compassion. Listen to some of these real-life stories I have read about as told by people who either witnessed or who were a part of the light overcoming the darkness. A commuter on the LA Metro said, I am coming through Compton and I've seen three separate people, all gang tatted up, holding a woman's wheelchair steady without her even asking. And this observance from a man. My friend was standing on the corner of a crosswalk when he saw a woman buy two meals at a street vendor and go sit beside a man who was sitting alone and give him one of the meals. She proceeded to introduce herself and talk to him about his life and just shot the breeze with him. She wasn't acting superior. She just wanted to talk to and express inclusion to a fellow human being. And this story from a waiter in a restaurant While waiting tables tonight, a mother and a daughter started crying mid-meal. I had no idea what happened until a guy at the table next to them handed me this note with his bill. The note read, do me a favor and bring me their check too. Someone just got diagnosed. Don't tell them what I'm doing. And this sign in a coffee shop, attention homeless people, we support suspended coffee which means you can stop in any time for coffee or food that someone else has prepaid for you see you soon and this experience from a traveler in an airport a woman skips the line at the check-in and cuts in front of me I tell her that wasn't very nice of her during the flight I receive a note and a candy bar from her the note said I'm sorry I was in a hurry and forgot what was important Merry Christmas. Look at all the ways the light can penetrate the darkness. We, too, can set the darkened corners of our world ablaze with that kind of light. Can you see it? The light slowly growing and expanding and swelling. A bit of light shining through the darkness of someone's grief. Another of it shining in the darkness of someone's despair. More light piercing someone's loneliness and someone's pain. And even more light touching someone's doubt and someone's turmoil. Until there is light everywhere. Because you and I took the time to care and to let someone know we care and spread the love of God by sharing the light of Christ. This Christmas tide, may we notice the shadows in others' lives, and may we respond with acts of kindness and compassion, so that bit by bit, the darkness might be lifted and the light of Christ shine brightly.
0: Amen.